Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Thank you. <clears throat> Isn't that a great song? It's just, just such a good, just feel good when I sing that song. I feel good when I hear that song. Um, that's a great album, by the way, Jason Mraz's Love album, if you ever have a chance to pick it up. Uh, it's, a, it's an awesome album, and very much in alignment with the principles we teach here, you know, which are universal principles, principles of love and light and harmony and, and joy. That's, that's what we're here to experience. You know, Thomas Troward, one of the luminaries of New Thought, said that the only purpose of life was to live in joy. That's it. And if there's anything in your life that is not joyful, let it go. It is not worth the mental anguish that we put ourselves through to not be in joy. And we're the ones who are in charge of that, no matter what. And that's hard sometimes, right? Because here's what I'm ultimately saying. We are responsible for the experience and expression of our lives. Nobody ever wants to hear that. They want something out there to blame, right? They want to blame that person, or they want to blame God. It doesn't work that way within the New Thought paradigm. We are each and every one of us, the expression of God, and so as we understand this and we take this to heart, we must live that expression wholly, both holy and holy. Get it? Yeah. Have you ever lived through a renovation? <laughs> On June 2nd of this year, <laughs> my husband walked into the kitchen and noticed that there was a little soft spot in the kitchen ceiling, which is right below our second floor washrooms. And so he said, I think we have a problem. So we call a plumber and they start tearing it all apart, you know, and then we have to bring in, you know, a rest restoration company to like do moisture mitigation because there was indeed a leak up there. It was pretty, pretty awful. And, you know, within about, uh, within about a week, our entire second floor washroom, the guest and the master were completely ripped apart. We had a huge hole in our ceiling in the kitchen. That was in June that that began. And we're getting closer to having it completely repaired now. So I ask you again, have you ever lived through a renovation? <laughs> you know, through this experience of, of going through this, uh, of going through this, I have experienced both the good and easy. I have experienced missed steps. I've experienced miscommunication with contractors. I have experienced the unexpected. I have experienced so much in this. And I started thinking that this has all got to be a spiritual lesson. It wouldn't be happening to me if there were not something to be known within it, right? It's a good metaphor for life. A renovation can be a microscopic representation of the macrocosmic experience of that which we can go through to overhaul our minds and our hearts. Because I think we're constantly in the state of renovating our own minds and hearts. 
the promise of new thought, the new thought philosophy, and it doesn't matter which part of the new thought philosophy you ascribe to, if it's unity, that's magnificent, if it's religious science, that's magnificent, if it's divine science, it's magnificent, if it's the Universal Federation for Better Living. If we're all wanting one thing, we're all teaching one thing, and that is this promise. Life gets better. Because that is the nature of evolution, to constantly be flowing forth and getting better and better and better and better. And yet some people, once upon a time, myself included among this, in that process of mental renovation to make life better, some people give up in the middle of the renovation. They're like, well, I haven't reached it yet, so what's the point? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go back to my humdrum life of blaming everybody else around me, because that was easy. That's easy. Mental and spiritual renovation is simple, not always easy. The ideas are simple, but applying them is not always the easiest thing, right? You have questions after last week's homework. That's okay. Here's the thing, if we are committed to seeing it through, we can let go of the time frame of what it's going to take to evolve ourselves to the next level of enlightenment and open ourselves up to being renovated in this moment. So yeah, many people give up in the middle of the renovation. Some people take that deep dive and they thrive. It's all born of a desire for change. Why do we come here? Why do we involve ourselves in, new thought, in the New Thought philosophy? I think many of us come here because we're like, they're promising some form of change. I can change my life, right? The whole tagline of the philosophy has been change your thinking, change your life. And now we hear that everywhere. You know that, do you ever, hmm. So there's a commercial, I don't know, I hear this commercial uh, around for Noom. Noom, which is this, you know, weight loss, you know, and the, the, the thing is change your thinking and change your, basically, it's, they're using the same tagline. You change your thinking, you change your approach to your relationship with food and with exercise and everything. You change that relationship internally and you lose weight. So everybody's teaching some form of new thought. Oprah's teaching it, right? Everybody's teaching it. So why do you come here on a Sunday? <laughs> it's everywhere in the world. The philosophy is out there. Well, I think we come here on a Sunday because we love to be in community, and for that I am deeply grateful. Anyway, I've gotten off track just a little bit. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that happened is we made, uh, Dane and I, Dane is my husband, we made a decision when we were looking at our home in disrepair and thinking, well, the insurance company is going to cover basically putting it back to the way it was. Right, that's all that they want to spend the money on. Put it back to the way that it was. Well, we decided that we were ready for a change and we were going to do some upgrades. That's also a possibility to consistently say that in the renovation, I am in a space of being able to upgrade my mind. And so we've been upgrading and that's probably part of the reason that's taken a little bit longer because we're like, we're just gonna go for it, right? Even amongst the chaos, the seeming chaos, there was a vision that held in our hearts. How many of you have a chaotic mind? I do. I had a really hard time learning how to meditate because of, you know, monkey mind, that chaos that goes on within. 
But that's the value of spiritual practice as you keep renovating, as you keep at it, it does become easier. I always talk about this stuff being work and it continues to be work until you've embodied it, then it's no longer work, it's just your new way of being. So amongst this chaos, seeming chaos, what is chaos? Chaos, well, let me define chaos. Chaos is the seemingly disordered, right? It's, uh, it's the opposite, actually, of cosmos. Cosmos, the literal term, the, cosmos liter the term cosmos literally means the well-ordered universe. Cosmos is the antonym of chaos. And there's this thing out there called chaos theory. You ever hear of chaos theory? Right? Chaos theory is the study of change that apparently follows simple rules, but which can exhibit apparently random behavior. Chaos theory, in the most general sense, studies systems that are deterministic yet unpredictable. So we can determine what we think the outcome will be, but it's unpredictable what that outcome actually will be. Now, determinism in philosophy is a theory that all events, all events, including moral choices, are completely determined by previously existing causes. That's determinism that all events, that is, all circumstances, are completely determined by previously existing causes. Now, we teach in New Thought that the cause is entirely in mind and in heart. That if we are looking to change the circumstances of our life, the thing that we must address is that which is within each and every one of us. Change your thinking, change your life. Change your beliefs, change your life. I'm having a moment. I'm hearing drips, <laughs> which is not good, but we know the roof needs to be replaced. That's a whole other story. Okay, um, I'm just, I'm hearing drips over here. Uh, so change your thinking, change your life. Change the cause and the effect follows. Now, we sometimes experience the unpredictable in that, right? And I think that's actually a good thing. I think it is a good thing because if we think we know what the outcome should look like, we have limited ourselves in terms of what the outcome can be that is to our highest and best. Did you get that? If we think we know what it should look like, we have now limited the potential and the possibility for what it can be. And it could and can be so much more than we could ever imagine. Our work is to rely on cause and allow the effects. Chaos also, you know, chaos also works this way. We change one small thing. We can change one perception of a small thing in our minds, in the system, in that system, the result, being unpredictable, can be exponential in its expression. So let's let go of the idea that we have to change our thinking. It may be just one idea that we're ready to let go of today that will change the progress of our experience of life. So, there are many ways that this unfolds, and there are ways that we can activate this in our life. Now, we have a tendency to look at conditions. 
We have a tendency to look at the experiences of our lives and relate our mental constructs based on those experiences and make decisions based on those conditions and those experiences. So we ask ourselves, is life good? And then we look at our lives. I see all the things that are happening and Based on all of those things, I guess life is good. But why don't we just decide that life is good and allow those things to follow? We may ask the question, am I loved? And then we look out there for all the proof that people are offering to say, yes, you are loved. Why don't we just decide, I am loved? And we attract into our experience those who are in alignment with that very idea, love. Does my life have value? It's a big one we look at. We look to all the circumstances of our lives to determine if we have value. Let that go. Say, yes, I am valuable, and everything else shows up accordingly. But we keep looking to circumstances for the proof. We keep looking to the experiences for the proof. Let it go. Live in the moment. Live your life and make the determination right here and right now that all is well. I am loved. Life is good. My life has value. When we depend on conditions, any condition, ultimately what we are doing is we are creating the potential for disorder and inharmony because we've given the infinite power that is at the core of our being out to something out there. And we believe, we begin to believe in a sense of separation, and any degree to which we feel separation is the degree to which we can invite chaos into our lives in an unhealthy way. So, today is all about dealing with the causes in mind. The causes in mind, and there are many ways that we can deal with this. If we're ready for some mental renovations, and I think we're all ready for some, I'm ready for some mental renovations. Are you ready for some mental renovations? I have four steps, four things that you can look at to renovate your mind. Number one, throw away what no longer works for you in mind. Throw it away, let it go. Determine what can be immediately discarded from your thinking. Determine what can be immediately discarded from your belief system. Determine what can be immediately discarded from your feeling space. Let it go. What is it that you keep bringing to mind that no longer works for you? Throw it away. Make the determination right here and right now. Say, I am done with these things. I am done thinking about lack. I am done thinking about limitation. I am done thinking in terms of doubt. I am done thinking in terms of worry. I am done thinking in terms of fear. Throw it out, let it go. Easier said than done, yes? Because those things are so insidious. And our minds are like, I I read a thing recently, it said, our minds are like Velcro to negative thoughts and like Teflon to positive thoughts. You ever experience that? (laughs) So it's going to take work. It's going to take work. But start by saying, I am done, I throw it out. Number two, give away that which can be given away. Give away that which can be given away. 
you can give away things that are useful, that have been useful to you. In fact, I'm going to encourage you to give away those things that are useful and still have value. Give it away. Share them with others. Share the love. Share the light. Share the peace. Share the joy. Share the life force energy that you know who, that you know you are. The great thing about giving these things away is that they are infinite. So as you give them away, you can never give them all away. You can never get rid of them entirely. And as you give them away, guess what? You're going to be met with other people giving those same things away, and you're going to be in this infinite circulation of the good. There are some things, this is number three, there are some things which we will want to keep, but we're going to store them. We're going to keep some things, but store them. These are going to be things that work for you, but perhaps not necessary on a daily basis. We can hold on to things. Now, there are going to be people who will come up and argue with me and say, but don't we teach that principle is not bound by precedent? That very jargony phrase. Principle is not bound by precedent, which is whatever we're holding on to does not serve as a precedent for what we are going to experience. And I say, yes, we believe that, but it, we're usually talking about that in a negative sense, in that principle is not bound by negative precedent. But we can choose in our lives to utilize something from our past, a positive experience from our past, to set the precedent for our experience moving forward. We can choose to live by accepting that as precedent. But it is not a fait accompli. It does not have to be that way. But so what I'm saying today is choose to keep that which is from your past in your present, store it away, and utilize it when you need it. We get to allow whatever we choose to be precedent in our life. We often take those negative approaches, and uh, let's just get rid of that today. Keep them. Store the good. Store the wholeheartedness. Store the love. And know that you always, always, always have access when you need it. I have a friend who um, has a great has a great precedent-setting tone for his life. His name is Curtis, Curtis, we call him Curtis C, because his name is Curtis, middle initial C, Jackson, but we all just call him, hey, it's Curtis C. Curtis C, my friend, um, used to greet others in a way that his great-grandmother would greet him, and he would greet others by saying, good morning, baby, it's time to go out and meet your great. Good morning, baby, it's time to go out and meet your great. That is something to keep and store and use when you want to use it, definitely. So we have things that we're throwing out, we have th things that we're sharing, and we have things that we're keeping and storing. Well, there are going to be some things that we're not so sure about, and that's number four. Have a not sure pile. I don't really know if this is appropriate or not. You know, this is going to be a tricky one. This will be a tricky one because you may not recognize right in that moment what is something you want to keep, throw out, store. You may not know. Do you keep it? Do you release it? Here's the thing. Put these things in a box. And you know, like they say when you're uh, looking to, if you don't know how to get rid of something physical in your life, put them in a box for six months, and if you don't touch that box, throw away the whole box. You ever hear about that? This is the same principle. Go ahead and put those things in a box and say, 
it's there if I need it, but if I find that I don't need it, then I have made and I've made an idea. That's not the way I want to phrase this. <laughs> I'm usually much better at this. The not sure pile, you put in the box, leave it in the box. If you find you need it, it's there. But if you don't need it, six months from now, throw it away. Same idea. It's okay to not know in this moment some of the things you may want to keep or get rid of or store. It's okay. Let yourself off the hook. Let yourself off the hook. That's living in the mystery. That's living in pure potentiality, I think. It's living the question. It's living the question. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's one of the most commonly referred to bits of scripture within New Thought churches. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind can be the renovation of your mind. Be transformed by the renovation of your mind. This is the work we are doing. Spend less time trying to change or manipulate the conditions and spend more time changing your mind. From chaos, we can create cosmos, the natural state of the divine. As Alexander Pope has said, and many, many, many people have agreed with and utilized this quote, order is heaven's first law. Order is heaven's first law. We have the capacity to let the chaos go and live in cosmos, universal harmony and order only at all times. It's all a state of mind. That's what we teach. Heaven is a state of mind. So the first law of mind is order. Let us take this to heart. Let us trust this today, perhaps more so than ever before, because that is the start of a mental renovation. Peace and blessings to you. You are magnificent. So the homework this week is a lot easier because I basically just gave it to you through the whole talk. Uh, go through those four steps. Go through the four steps. Determine what needs renovation. Complete every thought. This is part of how you can make some determinations. Complete every thought you have this week with one of these phrases or something akin to this. Finish a, finish a thought and say, and so it is. Or finish a thought and say, no matter what. I guarantee you that illumination of what is appropriate and what is not appropriate is going to become very clear if you are making definite statements like that. So what can be kept? What needs to be tossed immediately? What needs to be stored? And what is it you are unsure of? Go through the experience this week and see what happens. That's the homework this week. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.